Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 110 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And uh, It's good to be back. Yeah, <laughs> it is good to be back. It has been over a month, actually. Our last recorded episode was December 17th, Joe. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the first two weeks are more explainable, I guess, but then after that, it just didn't happen I obviously got new year's and christmas and we were a bit busy and then i was just busy as hell. this one's on me for sure uh last week we were trying to do an episode but i was too busy moving uh so and i literally just got wi-fi at my new place this morning i was like we're doing it as soon as i get wi-fi <laughs> um so we're here we're doing it we got a lot to catch up on joe uh yeah. you mentally prepared I think so. Yeah, we definitely got, um, like you said, a whole, whole month's worth of stuff. Um, and it wasn't a it wasn't a super full month as far as Overwatch news, but um, definitely enough for a good show. Um, and uh, hopefully, after you know, sort of taking a a little hiatus here, we'll be able to uh, build up towards our uh, April start date. We don't know exactly when that is, but April sometime um, yeah. into the next season. Hopefully, we find out more specifics at BlizzCon online. Um, which is next month, but yeah, we still got a good amount of time to go before the season, unfortunately, but we're getting there. Uh, usually we would be like, I feel like ending, we would start, be starting to do our power rankings at this point, or maybe even ending them. Um, but this year we got to wait till April, but yeah, we got, we got some signings to catch up on. It's been a month and you would, I feel like in our week break episodes, Joe, we've had longer, uh, lists of signings, but obviously teams starting to slow down a little bit. Um, but let's start with a singular signing from Paris, um, which is Suna, uh, DPS, French DPS player. Actually, I believe the first French player on the, on this Paris Eternal roster. Uh, if you can't remember what their roster is or didn't listen to our last show, because I think we talked about him then, uh, they also have Naga, Onigod, Elivote, Don, Neptuno, and Khan. So they got seven, which is a legal roster officially now, Joe. Um, so w- there possibly could be more. I don't know. But I think, I mean, first you could give me your thoughts on the signing of Suda, uh, joining that DPS line. And then you could give me your thoughts on um, this roster as a whole. I mean, it's going to be hard not to compare it to last year's roster. But try hardest not to, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the comparison definitely... Um sort of invites itself if you look you scroll down a little bit on the Liquipedia page yeah, yeah. Um, and you look at some of these uh, former names they've lost but um, yeah putting aside that um, obviously whether they they end up seeing the Dallas fuel uh, and I guess they will uh, relatively a relatively large amount of time I would think in the uh, season, season four uh, but putting aside all that looking at the roster we've got I mean it, it's, it's definitely not um uh, not anything to shake a stick at, I would say, is fair. Um, uh, again, same with the European talent, um, uh, which I guess that was a, a OG Paris thing, Season 2 Paris thing, um, that they decided didn't work, but they're going back to it now. Uh, new coach, uh, new management, um, um, and, and they're going to try to make that work out. Um, I, I, I'm really glad to see, uh, you know, so other players, um, I guess there's only two who fit this description, but, uh, you know, former Overwatch League players uh, in Neptuno and Elivote. Um, 
Uh, you, you know, they're still able to hang around, obviously not on Philly or Washington anymore. Um, but hopefully being able to, to be a nice core for this team. I know Neptune in particular, um, lots of experience. Um, hopefully should be good and good and solid for uh, some of these more rookie players. Although, I mean, well, only got two, I, know, I think, but <laughs> uh, was on Dallas Fuel. But, um, but, but for some of these rookie players uh, who, you know, many of whom have um, a good solid contender history in their own right, um, uh, can hopefully, you know, make something out of themselves um, um, in terms of this future Paris roster. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, once we get to our preseason power rankings, we'll we'll have uh, more of an in-depth look at where we believe they stand. But my, my initial thoughts at this roster is um, probably going to be worse than last year. I think it's fair to say right there uh, because last year was pretty good for the Paris Eternal. Uh, but overall, I... I I look at this and I think, okay, they won't be completely awful. Um, I think they could still pull out some woods. They still got some talent here and there. And like you said, a mix of some veteran talent and some new people. So I think it could, I think you could get some wins in there if you're Paris Eternal for sure. Um, and maybe even surprise some people. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all our news for Paris. Um, and, Next up is London, who, um, while we were gone, signed their entire roster. Uh, so, yeah, we got a lot to catch up with them. Uh, first, <laughs> the day after Christmas, they signed Blase, who we all know, which was, it's an interesting person to sign first, Joe, when they made a video saying, we're going full European talent, young talent next year, and the first signing is an American um, in Blase. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> So that was an interesting way to start. I was like, oh, okay. That was not the direction I expected when you made that video, but okay. Uh, but but then they um, got a bunch of other players that you will recognize if you watched um, any contenders recently because a lot of them come from British Hurricane, of course, like they said they were going to do. You got Ripa, Kellex, Hadi, um, Molfug, Hybrid, and then... Sparker, who is underage, but I believe he turns 18 in March, if I remember correctly. No, this one's June. So that's actually going to be a little bit into the season. So Sparker won't be available till June. But yeah, most of these people, I mean, some of these people you recognize were actually in Overwatch League. Of course, Blase was. And then you had Kellex, uh, who was in it, and then went to British Hurricane. Ripa was on the Gladiators for a little bit, actually. Um, didn't do much, but he was on the gladiators for a little bit. And then I don't believe there anyone else was in overwatch league really. Um, but lots of these people from contender, most, mostly British hurricane who, I mean, of course that British hurricane, one of the best contenders teams didn't end up being successful in the gauntlet, which we'll get into it a little bit later. But, um, I, I would say these are some of the best contenders talent you could sign for sure because they did very well at contenders. Um, I don't know how well that's going to translate to Overwatch League or how good Contenders Talent overall is this year, Joe, but like they're saying in their video they made earlier, I think it's a yeah, start. I, mean, that'll be, I think this is a um, long-term it'll investment. definitely remain to be seen as far as it goes. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, um, the, yeah, so the Contender stuff remains to be seen. Um, and it's just a matter of... Um, I think lots of teams are are bringing in. There's lots of new lots of new blood in the league coming, this coming season. I'd be interested to go in and look at the numbers. Um, I'm sure somebody's put together the numbers about you know 
the number of rookies versus vets um, coming back in in subsequent seasons because I, I feel like it's um, it may be relatively high uh, this season. I don't know. We'll um, maybe maybe somebody will do that at some point. But um, yeah. Um, but yeah, looks super nice. Uh, yeah, British Hurricane. Um, I, I agree with all those things you said. Yeah, I mean that's the core. That's the core you want to build on um, as an org, let alone as you know a team looking for European talent. I mean that's um, that's the way to do it. Yeah, I think I'm a little more excited about this London roster than I am the Paris roster, but that might just be because of um, the drop-off I think Paris roster has from from their team last year. So I might just be comparing too much as far as Paris goes, whereas London didn't really get back to their to their to the strengths they had in season one and two last year. Um, so I, I overall I I think I'm. I think this is a better move for London, whereas Paris I'm a little bit more upset at because I'm like, yeah, this wasn't the best move for you guys. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see those two European teams and how they do this year with completely new rosters. Um, speaking of uh, completely another completely new roster, basically, um, Nerik Excelsior has signed a bunch of other players. Um, in our last episode, we mentioned um, Yakpung Bianca Friday were signed um even though bianca i guess <laughs> was on nyxl at one point he left and then he came back um now they have added feather ivy flora and guangbung and guangbung was who i was thinking of that had a birthday on march march 1st actually so guangbung oh, <laughs> he, he will be eligible for the season even though his liquipedia page says inactive right now um yeah this is basically a bunch of korean talent if you don't recognize any of those names i think you should probably recognize one of those ivy who was on the philadelphia fusion last year toronto defiant the year before um so yeah uh besides the the feather flora guangbung all korean contenders talent um so yeah not not much um honestly i don't have much about them but Hopefully, with this org success in the past, you kind of they have higher expectations for sure. For sure, and who they're signing, who they're rostering. Um, I think NYXL is the team to just the team I want to watch the most, Joe, because they're the team that obviously was like I feel it like consistently at the top each year, but just like got slightly worse. Like first year, obviously, best team in the league, ended up getting knocked out in the playoffs next year, just a little bit worse and ended up getting knocked out of the playoffs again. And then this past year, just a little bit worse again. Um, so I think they just realized, okay, this is not the trajectory we want here. We don't want to just keep going down slightly. We'd like to start going up again. Um, so I'm very interested in seeing if these changes are going to end up being good. Um, as far as positions go, by the way, all four of those players are DPS players that, that I just mentioned. So this is their entire DPS line. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, this New York Excelsior roster, I think, um, uh, I'd have to, have to compare it to other teams, but maybe more so than any other, um, than any other franchise this season is um, this kind of team of, you know, stepping into big shoes. Uh, after literally exploding the roster, um, I, I think at one point it was Jonek was the only one left, right? Yeah, yep. they all all added in late 2020. Um, 
uh, and yeah, trying something completely different. Um, and, and yeah, so that, that this, um, like you said, big shoes to fill as far as that goes. Um, I thought there was something else I was going to say, but I don't know what it was. So yeah, <laughs> that's New <Nice>. York. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they added a coach maybe as well while we were gone. Squick's assistant coach was added. Yeah, yeah, New York. Um, but yeah, that's I, I, we're on to um, Vancouver, I guess. Um, who signed a Korean DP? Their first, their first and only Korean player, actually, in Teru, uh, who played for O2 Blast. Um, yeah, I I don't know much about him, but O2 Blast consistently pretty good in Korean contenders, I'd say. Not the best, but consistently pretty good. He's a DPS player joining Linkser and Dalton in that DPS line. Um, of course, if you didn't know, the other signings they have made this offseason, FRD and Fire, joining Rolf Shredlock as well. So, yeah, this is what, what Vancouver's got the legal amount of players now. Um, and I'm still not that impressed by this roster joe i i just am not uh i would yeah. say it's it's not great <laughs> yeah it's a reasonable response i think it's um uh definitely on paper looks better than uh um what they were dealing with mid-season last year uh i think it's definitely fair to say but yeah um it, it, there were definitely a lot of um sort of impressions i was left with about okay you know this is um, sort of just the way they're picking up, um, uh, you know, picking up names and picking up um, talent, uh, just sort of from around everywhere. So it's a matter; it's going to be a question for this team of um, trying to bring that all together into something. Um, and granted, the bar isn't terribly high um, for for this particular iteration <laughs> of Vancouver, but um, but bringing it all together into something that they can be proud of. Oh yeah. Um... And I think they're going to want to hope Dalton, Shredlock, and Rolf just had, like, rookie jitters almost because I wasn't impressed by those three, to be honest. Um, the only person I was truly impressed with on that Vancouver roster was Shockwave, who is now in the Fusion. Um, so that was the one player I was like, definitely keep at all costs, but they ended up not keeping him. And, yeah, uh, we'll see if I, – I mean, this roster with Shockwave, I think, immediately gets lifted up in my – rankings but um right now not too impressed with this roster but they could surprise me if if um dalton shredlock and rolf do better than they did last year for sure um what's next um ans ans is retired unfortunately uh just one year in the overwatch league a hell of a year in overwatch league got his championship and uh yeah um, I th I think he's happy he got his championship before he had to retire, um, because you know I think he's mainly retiring because of um, some uh, his uh, physical condition he has. I'm not sure about the details of it, really, but yeah. he's he's struggled with it um, throughout Overwatch um, or his competitive Overwatch career. And yeah, he's got a twit longer up on his Twitter. It's still I think the last tweet he's made so you can go check that out too if you didn't know about this but this is i mean insane news obviously he was one of the best last year so sad Absolutely. to see him go and and i mean 
you know, leaving the San Francisco Shock now with only four TPS players. Yeah, only four. So <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, seriously, it's it'll definitely be missed from the league. Um, that's a, um, I definitely made a big splash. That's for sure. And that's, um, well, just in that year of 2020, basically. Yeah, I mean, like you said earlier, it's 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 interesting seeing all the turnover this off season, and it's players like this who. You know, unfortunately, I have to go just because of because of um, just health issues that they have. I, Axiom's another person that uh, unfortunately had to leave because of that too. And I think those are two great players, and we never really got to see Axiom at his full potential because of his. So, it sucks seeing stuff like that. To be honest, it's it just stinks. Um, but last signing here is uh, Guangzhou Charge signing Jihoon. Um, who was in the Overwatch League previously. I know that name you, you might not recognize, um, but he was on the London Spitfire last year. Um, I, I'm not sure if he ever really played that much, uh, but he is a main tank player, and he has now joined the Guangzhou Charge, uh, staying in the Overwatch League. Um, he joins Krong and Rio. Uh, of course, there are two of, tanks uh, over there in Guangzhou. Well, the PDA calls retirement, even. So um, <laughs> to come back and uh, yeah, uh, play that sort of um, second string, second string tank role. Yeah, interesting, because <laughs> he retired back in October, and then he was like, "No, nah, I guess I'll join London." <laughs> um, and his signature, his signature hero is Wrecking Ball, according to Wikipedia. So, might be a good Wrecking Ball s- specialist to have right there. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, next, next Joe has news live reaction yeah. from John, it, please go. So ahead. I hope, I hope you have not seen this yet. Um, in the 20 minutes that we've been recording this podcast. Okay. Um, um, and maybe, maybe you have, and that's fine, but there has been news come out since we started, uh, since we hit the record button for this show, uh, assigning for the Houston outlaws mm-hmm. uh, here, your, I haven't your seen very it. initial, very initial gut thoughts. Okay. Uh, the one, the only, Jacob Lyon has returned to the DPS line of the Houston Outlaws. Are you serious? For this, for Overwatch League you... Season 4, I am serious. Oh my god. Jake, That's the Jake Rat Lyon. Probably the least. Um, I... We'll be I back admit... in the DPS. I never could have predicted that in 100 years. I, <laughs> I cannot believe Jake is back. Oh my god. That's honestly awesome. <laughs> uh that's honestly awesome holy cow <laughs> yep i'm now scrolling on my twitter wow yeah i mean he's been he i feel like he's been playing a lot of competitive lately and stuff like that i feel i, I it felt like he maybe wanted to do it again um so yeah if he's into it again hell yeah i think this is a great signing not only for houston i think he's a great player um for him as well and for the fans of course i think the fans love jake uh, I think they're going to be absolutely. They're going to be glad to see him back, and I- I'm glad he's coming back on the Outlaws. Imagine if he came back on another team; that'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be, yeah, good to have him back. Uh, his twit longer. He's talking about um, uh, he wants to do. You know, he's coming back as a rostered player, but will be primarily focused on coaching. Oh. Um, is, is the quote he has there? So, um, not contributing that uh, big brain of his, because he definitely does have a big brain. Uh, <laughs> also, there to the roster. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Houston also now with five DPS players, uh, if, if you include, uh, hydration and Jake, but, um, uh, 
Um, you, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be able to work with that pretty well. But uh, uh, yeah, that I, I was, <laughs> I, 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 I knew, uh, especially as an OG Houston Outlaws fan, that I know you were like season one, yeah, all the way back. Yeah, <laughs> um, I figured that would be a, a interesting bit of news for you. Yeah, that's super cool. <laughs> I, I like it a lot. Interesting, he's back as a player too, even if he wants to focus on coaching. That's that's cool. Wow. Um, that's not, that's, I, I did not expect that. That's, that's great. <laughs> Thanks for keeping that a surprise. There you go. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, okay. Up next is the, the gauntlet, which was a bit ago now. Um, but I guess if, if you're a listener and you don't pay attention, uh, we'll update you on some results, uh, because the, uh, American tornado ended up upsetting the British hurricane in the, um, gauntlet north america versus europe show match uh which is kind of funny to me because america tornado was clearly created um with british hurricane in mind in their minds american tornado british hurricane obviously and their logos are the same shape and everything and so (laughs) i think it's funny that this this team who came out to came out wanting to beat british hurricane ended up doing it um after a dominant year from British Hurricane, they sadly did, don't end up winning that final game in the gauntlet. But um, and it, it's a cool, fun series too. I watched the seven maps, so it's fun. Go back and watch it if you haven't. Um, and then as far as uh, the uh, Asia side of things go, Team CC ended up winning it actually. Um, who they, they're from China? That that's not a Korean contenders team, Joe. That's a Chinese contenders team. Uh, That's very true. They actually boast three players who are going to be in Overwatch League this year. Two two, uh, Chengdu Hunters, 1987 and Gaga. And then uh, Li Ge is a Hangzhou Spark player. So um, that's good news for those teams, I guess. They got some gauntlet champs on their team. Absolutely. And yeah, again, this is uh, (laughs) another another sign of the age of... um, um, the last time we did this show. <laughs> yes. It's been a while. Um, but, but it was good. Definitely a good event. I'm glad that they were able to do it, um, you know, even maintaining with the pandemic and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that that ended like basically a, a full month ago at this point. So <laughs> I'm glad we could update you, I guess, if you didn't pay attention. But yeah. Oh, okay. Next, we got some experimental patches. I imagine one of them is older and is might be live already. Um, and then one, I think, just came out today. That, that's correct. I think one just came out today, right? Or- yep. Yeah, we had... Uh, yeah, so exactly like you said, we had one patch that came out um, on the 7th of January um, that is now live. So, in fact, I'll just talk about that when we talk about the live patch. But we did have an experimental patch today. Um, came out just today on the 21st of January. Experimental mode, three heroes got changed. Uh, the first is Echo, uh, where her, her try shot, that's the primary fire. Ammo reduced from 15 to 12. Uh, obviously take a little longer to reload there, or I should say before you have to reload. Um, uh, the focusing beam, uh, the duration of that ability reduced from 2.5 seconds to 2 seconds. Uh, so reducing the maximum firing duration of her primary weapon and focusing beam both uh, to lower her sustained damage output without impacting her burst damage uh, according to the uh, dev notes there. 
Uh, Tracer, got a change as well. Uh, her damage fall-off range, uh, it used to be that uh, fall-off began at 13 meters and ended at 23. That's been reduced um, now to 12 and 20, respectively. So at um, basically you do your minimum damage um, at 20 meters um, and your maximum the range at which you do your maximum damage has been uh, decreased as well. And finally, uh, we got a change to Zenyatta, uh, specifically to his Orbs of Harmony and Discord. Uh, so not the uh, the weapons, not the Orbs of Destruction, but the Orb of Harmony projectile speed reduced from 120 to 90, as well as the Orb of Discord, um, uh, which apparently now matches that of the Primary Fire Orb of Destruction. So if you um, you know, have a sense of how fast that projectile moves. Uh, now the Orb of Harmony and Discord will do the same thing. Um, as well as the Discord Orb damage amplification reduced from 30% to 25%. Um, so taking uh, a little power out of that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's funny that um, um, I don't play Zen super regularly, um, but I, I didn't realize... Um, until I saw this patch note, um, you know, th there is actually um, travel time and speed <laughs> with with his uh, Orbit Harmony, Orbit Discord. Um, you know, I, I suppose uh, in some ways, you know, that can uh, that can make a difference, um, you know, if you've got an ally that's really close to death. But, uh, uh, but yeah, so they're a little bit slower now, so you'll have to be a little bit earlier on shooting those out. But, uh, uh, but yeah, that's the experimental patch uh, that just came out today. Available until uh, Monday morning, January twenty fifth. Nice, yeah. I, um, yeah, the echo echo things definitely towards tanks and maybe in the tra maybe even the tracer thing too. All I've heard, basically, if you haven't been playing the game recently or anything like that, basically tanks suck right now, big time. Um, and echo very good right now, and I think that's a big reason tanks suck. <laughs> so that everyone has said this patch is good. All I know is Color Hex is Kelsey on the Boston Uprising is loving Echo currently. So um, this patch unfortunately nerfs him a bit. Uh, but yeah, we get we still got a couple days left in this challenge. Um, so I guess we could talk about these live patch notes as long as as well as the uh, Kanzaka challenge. Um, but that you still you still got time to do. So absolutely. Yeah, in our last show, we talked about uh, the new deathmatch map uh, that sort of got released um, unannounced uh, for the uh, game of Overwatch, uh, Kanazaka, uh, which is sort of uh, situated right in the, the valley below Hanamura Castle and that assault map there. Um, uh, the map was on the PTR. It has now been pushed through to live. Uh, this was on January 12th that this patch came through. Um, as well as the Kanazaka Challenge. Uh, so they made a new Hanzo skin. Um, it's another one of those get nine wins, um, get a skin, watch Twitch, you can get some sprays, that kind of stuff. Um, is open from January 12th through the 25th. Uh, so if you're listening to this relatively soon after we put this podcast up, uh, you'll still have a couple days to go in and get your uh, uh, sunglasses Hanzo skin. That's not what it's called. <laughs> it's called the Kyogisha. Should, should be skin. called that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, anyway, so that's cool that they're to celebrate the new map, uh, as well as they they did a community tournament or they're doing a community tournament. I think um, uh, I think that may still be ongoing. Um, yep. Um, with was which was a four. Yeah, v, I don't know. 4v4 I know they were doing a tournament. tournament I don't know if it's still again ongoing, played yeah. played on the new map. 
but then nice. we did get some hero adjustments as well, uh, which again we mentioned uh, were previously on the experimental card, um, and they have been added and removed from the experimental card since we had our last show, and now are live. So you'll see them when you log in today. Uh, first, a change to Ash, uh, where her aim down sights damage is reduced from 80 to 75. Um, and the shot recovery time was also reduced from 0.7 to 0.65 seconds. Uh, so basically the DPS is about the same according to uh, according to the notes, but um, now notably with damage boost, uh, whether that's Discord or Nano Boost or Mercy Beam, um, she won't be able to deal 200 damage and 200 damage with one headshot. Um, so you know reducing that. Um, ability a little bit for um, the good sniper ashes, as far as that goes. Uh, Hanzo got a buff, uh, though, for, to his storm arrows, uh, where the shot recovery time between each of the five arrows reduced from 0.3 to 0.25 seconds. Uh, so you can release all those in um, uh, it's like one and a quarter seconds, I guess, then, uh, instead of one and a half. So, not a huge change, but you can do, you can do your damage a little bit faster if you've got um, if you got super good aim, or if you're, you know, right up against a barrier or a tank or something, um, that makes him a little bit more powerful, particularly in that situation. Um, and then a couple tank changes came through as well. Uh, first is Sigma. Uh, it says we're increasing the cooldown to Sigma's barrier to require a higher commitment to its placement. Um, so the cooldown after you uh, retrieve the barrier, in fact, it, that's the voice line, retrieving the barrier, uh, the cooldown that starts after you do that uh, has been increased from one second to 2.5 seconds. Um, so it, and I've heard this described, um, at least in a little theory crafting, uh, where you can think of it more like a Rissa's shield now, and granted, uh, hers has a longer cooldown, and obviously you can't re retrieve it, but, um, uh, but you got to be a little bit more cautious where and, and how you place it. Uh, because once you once you take it away, you'll have um, you know two and a half times as long to wait um, before you can put it out again. Yeah, this one this one as someone who plays Sigma pretty often was definitely annoying to get used to, <laughs> but I'm used to it now. I, I just kept like clicking it, expecting it to be up. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it's just hold down your right click as soon as you can. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then Wrecking Ball is the last change, um, the last hero change that came through on this patch um not super significant as far as that goes but his adaptive shield um uh obviously that's the the e ability uh the shield per target uh nearby reduced from 100 to 75 shields so up to a maximum of um what 300 no uh, 450 down from 600 um is the maximum use you could get out of it um um, so, so yeah, it depends on depends on how you play him as far as that goes, but um, makes him a little bit less survivable, a little bit less a uh, little bit less bulky, um, and a little bit easier to uh, uh, to to take care of. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the thing there with that. A uh, bunch of bug fixes also, um, as well as a small replay viewer change. They added a detached timecode UI option to the replay viewer. I don't know what that means. It is live, <laughs> so you can go investigate yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are all cool changes, except the Sigma one, because I want to die. But yeah. It happens. Yeah, it happens. Um, 
yeah, those are all the live changes. And go finish that challenge. You still got time to get Absolutely. cool sunglasses, Hanzo. Um, up next is the next cup. Uh, Shanghai Dragons putting on a little bit of a tournament and little off-season tournament with three of the other Overwatch League teams, Guangzhou, Charge, Soul, Dynasty, and Dallas Fuel. Uh, first time seeing that new Dallas Fuel roster in action. That'll be cool. And that is actually current news, Joe. So that is um, going to happen this weekend. The 23rd and the 24th is when the first group round is. And then it'll happen next weekend, too. Second group round is the 29th. And then the finals, the 30th. So if you want some more preseason Overwatch League action, go check that out. I think we already got some preseason action in December with a little tournament there. So this is this is going to be another one. Um, I know some people have especially been looking forward to seeing Dallas have some good players on their team. So this is your first shot at seeing it. Uh, should be exciting. Um, of course, it's a Chinese tournament, so I imagine it's all at Chinese times, which will stink for Americans, but you could definitely watch the replay probably. In the tweet, go to Shanghai Dragons Twitter, and um, they have a link to where it's going to be streamed. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be fun. Exciting, exciting to watch or at least see the results of, too. Yeah, absolutely. I love the um, – uh, I forget what team hosted it last season, but the, the weird sort of interseason tournaments that people do. Yeah. They had like a, a Battle for China thing before Season 3. Mm-hmm, I remember that. Um, stuff like that is cool. Yeah, I remember that. And I, I remember when the when like the new Chinese teams first came, they had one, two in the offseason that I watched. Uh, yeah, they have those ones in the offseason every once in a while. They're, ni- they're nice little offseason games to watch. Uh, but of course, we got some very big news as far as the 2021 season goes. We got our final split on um, who's going to be playing in Korea, China, who's going to be playing in North America, Europe. Of course, because no one is traveling anywhere again this season. If you didn't know, everyone's going to be online. It's going to be a lot like the basically it's going to be a lot like the last half of last year where you got um, about three weeks of tournament seeding games and then you have a tournament and then you have a buy and then you have another three weeks for a new tournament seeding games and then a tournament and then a buy. Um, And of course, records for, I believe, the playoffs will be kept throughout the entire year. Once again, people aren't just playing for tournament seeding over and over again, I think, um, as far as we know. And yeah, that's basically how it's going to go, um, which is what we were doing, what we're, what we're used to at this point. That's what was happening at the end of last year. As far as East and West goes, the teams playing in Korea, China, Chengdu Hunters, Guangzhou Charge, Hangzhou Spark, um, NYXL, Philly Fusion, Shanghai Dragons, Seoul Dynasty, and then one surprise team was added, the LA Valiant. Uh, the LA Valiant are going to be playing in Korea this year. Um, which I guess we could talk about some weird rumor that is coming out as well about that. Um, but in the West are the remaining teams. No surprises out of any of these. I think Atlanta, Boston, Dallas, Florida... Houston, London, LA Gladiators, Paris Eternal, Shock, Titans, Defiant Justice. No surprises, really. We expected those 12, obviously. I mean, some of these have full Korean rosters, but even with full Korean rosters, it's tough to go to Korea. Um, But so far, Korea is stacked once again. I mean, if NYXL lives up to their 
organization and how they usually play, then yeah, you got some insane teams there. And Valiant wasn't bad last year at all either. So, um, and they've kept a good amount of their players. So yeah, yeah, gonna be interesting. Um, but yeah, there was a weird rumor going around that has not come to pass at all so far. Basically, Halo tweeting that Valiant was gonna be bought out by a Chinese buyer. Um, from uh, of course they're they're in LA right now, um, but yeah, that has not nothing. No official news has come out about that. Only the LA Valiant saying that it's not true. And I am I of course work in the Overwatch League, and from what I have heard, I I have come out to the, to say I don't believe it's true either. So, which is interesting because Halo also tweeted doubling down on it so um i thought that was very interesting um events right there Uh, but now nothing has really come to pass with it at all uh i would imagine from my perspective i would imagine nothing will because i i I don't (laughs) think it was true so yeah i was i was surprised to see that um you know i guess um you know if you take the logic um, just about their their appearance in this Eastern Division in season four. I mean, that's just about the only time in which that really it makes real sense, um, or the only you know context in which it makes real sense. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, Halo, uh, yeah, definitely seemed pretty confident about it. Um, and and it is true, I suppose, that if there was a merger going on and um, and you know it wasn't finalized or they weren't ready to announce it yet, I mean, the response would be to say it's not happening. Um, I, I suppose that is true, um, but yes, you're right that that's not. Um, uh, it, it doesn't strike me as super likely, um, or or super um, uh, super in in kind with you know what else we know about these organizations. Um, but yeah, just broadly thinking about um, thinking about the structure because um, after you introduced it here, um, it, it does look nice. Um, I like that. Um, I like that the divisions are a little bit more even now. Um, granted, it's not much, but uh, even a, a two-player difference um, on or a two-team difference on both sides um, should make some more interesting competition. So that's nice. Um, um, it'd definitely be good to have Philly over over in the East. Um, you know, we talked about uh, <laughs> um, a little bit, you know, around last season's postseason about um, you know potential differences of of skill level there and that kind of thing. Um, and granted, there's definitely going to be some really nice um, Western teams that are that are in the conversation here too. That um, excuse me, teams like Philly and and Seoul and Shanghai won't be able to see. Um, but you know, at the same time, uh, maybe they will be able to see it. I forget it, actually if you mentioned this, but I did not. Um, these uh, these midseason tournaments are um, going to be cross regional. Um, it says uh, the current leading approach is to have the top qualifying teams from the West travel to Hawaii, where they will play the top qualifying teams from the East um, at the end of each of these uh, four midseason tournaments. So you know there'll be a little bit more crossover even. So that's that's cool to see. Yeah. Um, um, the other uh, big news uh, about this um, this league format announcement that came out, or the other you know relevant news, I guess. Um, is they did mention um, uh, the YouTube stream. Uh, they're going to be uh, working on improvements to that. Um, um, they're they're going to try to make a spoiler-free mode. 
for uh, OverwatchLeague.com, so you can you can check in without um, a bunch of match spoilers. They're doing more fun stats stuff. They're doing all this kind of stuff. Um, uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot. Um, uh, you know, hopefully enough to to create some variety, create some diversity that um, not that we were lacking in in season three, I don't think, uh, but definitely to make uh, to make season four feel different, uh, make season four feel better. Um, and hopefully looking into, I guess, the 2022 season. Um, yeah. It feels like forever. Um, forever uh, 2022, now, guess, eh? Uh, relatively not. Crazy. But, uh, uh, but yeah, looking ahead to that for a specific sound of YouTube and, thing, um, like they weren't specific. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was going to say, yeah, seeing like homestands and stuff potentially returning. That'd be nice. That would be nice for sure. Uh, I just want some in, in-person crowds and stuff back. Um, uh, but yeah, you mentioned the YouTube stuff. It, they didn't get too specific, but basically uh, improvements to viewership rewards program, which would be great. Le- level up the quality of their match streams and then improve the discoverability of live Overwatch content, which I think is the most important thing for sure. I, viewership went down. And I think the biggest complaint with streaming on YouTube for a lot of people is they just don't know when it's happening. They don't know when Overwatch League's happening. YouTube doesn't promote it. They their pages, their home pages are set up awfully. So you, Twitch is just a much better user experience experience as far as like discovering when things are live. Um, so yeah, hopefully they improve that. They mentioned um, a new improved virtual set. I hope it's good, but. I'm not a fan of virtual sets like they had in the finals, honestly, and like LCS does all the time. I'm more of a fan of like what Overwatch League had last year where it was just like boxes, basically. Like I like that better. I think the virtual sets are cheesy and look kind of weird. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what it looks like. Um, Absolutely. And the Hawaii thing could be super cool. Obviously, I as someone who works for a team and possibly could be going to Hawaii. Yes. I think that's amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, we don't know if that that's not confirmed yet, but that'd be cool. And they say top teams. So it seems like it's possible. It could be maybe like the top two teams from each or, but it's a lot of people I think are assuming just the two top teams um, for the finals would go to Hawaii and play each other, but we'll see what happens. I'm sh- yeah. sure. Either way, definitely exciting. Yeah. Super exciting. Uh, so those are some details. Uh, I'm excited. It should be a fun season. I imagine we will get a lot, get some more details on like the exact schedule and stuff like that uh, at BlizzCon Online. That's just an assumption because we get an Overwatch League announcement each year at, at BlizzCon anyways. So I figure that's probably a good time to do it. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Whew. Um, and the last thing, in fact, on this is that BlizzCon Online is February 19th and, 19th and 20th. So um, get ready for that. That's a month away now. That's exciting. Hopefully some Overwatch 2 news, but I would say don't get your hopes up because I, at this point, I, I think everything points to Overwatch 2 not coming out soonish. I think it's later, unfortunately. But still exciting. Uh, BlizzCon Online's fun. Uh, BlizzCon in general is fun to watch, so... Definitely check that out. But yeah, oh, yeah. good good catch up episode, Joe. Anything else? Anything else you want to talk about before we go? 
Uh, yeah, I think that was that was most of it. Um, obviously, we mentioned the um, um, Kanazaka Challenge. You can still go get your uh, your new Hanzo skin here until the 25th. Uh, uh, you can watch a bunch of streamers play in, in that uh, community tournament, uh, which I, I think is has at least started but hasn't finished yet, I don't think. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll hang around to BlizzCon. So, um, you know, thinking about um, a, a season starting in April, we'll definitely be doing more regular um, shows, I would think, than we than we have been in the past month. Um, but eventually, we'll we'll do like we usually do and start doing uh, team previews and and take take shows and and focus on some of these teams and um, you know figure out where they're where they're headed in season four, hopefully. Um, and that'll be that'll be a good thing to do. Um, yeah. yeah, stay tuned for that for sure. Like obviously start a little bit later this year, but we will be going back to weekly soon enough. I'm excited for it. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, mine is at JW George IV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc on Twitter, of course. And we have a Twitter for the show as well at on the flank show. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, and go check out that, um, Chinese next cup this weekend.